Hi, friends, and welcome to the Colorado Beauty RN Podcast. Your host is Jenny Garland, a registered nurse, aesthetic provider, injectables trainer, and owner of Colorado Beauty RN in Castle Rock, Colorado. All right, welcome to episode three of the Colorado Beauty RN Podcast. Hard to believe it's a third episode already. Today's beauty buzz is all about how fillers can enhance and restore your natural beauty. Are you ready? Let's do this. In episode two, we talked about the most popular non-invasive cosmetic procedure, Botox. Today, we're talking about another fabulous and exploding cosmetic procedure, fillers. Think of Botox as a product used to soften your wrinkles and think of filler as a product used to lift, plump, and smooth. Botox has lost a lot of stigma it used to have, and fillers are heading that way too. Proper use of fillers will not leave you looking like a crazy person. The goal is to keep you looking like you, just a refreshed and more confident you. Like you slept a lot or came back from a great relaxing vacation. The fillers I use in my practice are made of hyaluronic acid, which is a sugar molecule naturally found in our body. These fillers are completely reversible and vary in firmness and lift capacity. Let's take lip fillers for instance. They're probably the most popular filler treatment. Over time, our lips lose volume and the muscle around the mouth, the obicularis oris, gets stronger and pulls the lips inward. When that happens, you see less of your pretty lip color. So we have a twofold problem, flatter lips and less visible lips. Lip filler can be used to make the lips more visible and give them a rehydrated appearance. So for somebody who just doesn't like the wrinkles on their lips, I would use a very soft filler. For somebody who's always had smaller lips but wants a fuller, juicier lip, I would select a filler that's a little firmer and more robust. Lip filler typically lasts about a year. If you decide you want more, you can always layer products after they settle, as long as your provider says it's okay. Aside from lips, I absolutely adore using filler for a cheek lift. We have fat pads that separate and fall, and we also have ligaments that loosen, and they don't lift as much as they used to. The result is flatter cheeks, hollow-looking under eyes, increased nasolabial folds, those deep smile creases, and jowls, which are those hanging pockets of skin along your jawline that didn't used to be there. I use cheek filler to lift and hold the skin back to where it used to be. It's not a chipmunky look at all. It just tacks everything back to where it used to be and simultaneously softens under eye hollows and smile lines while also sharpening the jawline and adding some natural contour back into the cheeks. The cheek lift is a total game changer that no one will know what you did, only that you look amazing. Cheek lifts usually last about two years. Okay, so how much filler will you need? Well, each syringe of filler is about one milliliter. That's the equivalent of a fifth of a teaspoon of product. It's really not much. If we're talking about lips, I never do more than one syringe of lip filler at a time because the lips are a compartment and that compartment only holds so much. They need time to settle. Cheek filler usually takes two to four syringes and completely depends on your anatomy and desired outcome. Another popular area for filler are the under eyes. It's a much more challenging area to inject, so make sure you go to somebody who knows what they're doing. One thing I always make sure of before I give somebody under eye filler is that they have cheek support. I rarely do under eyes without a cheek lift because you can end up looking hound doggish. You have to have the support in your cheeks before you do under eye filler. I take a lot of advanced trainings and cadaver courses, um, which is really important to understand anatomy 
One area I never inject, even though you'll see it all over Instagram, is the nose. Liquid rhinoplasties are really dangerous and the experts I train from don't recommend them either. This is because there are arteries and branches of arteries all along the nose, the middle, the sides, everywhere, the tip, and those arteries that feed to the back of the eye. The arteries that go to the back of the eye let you have sight. So if filler was accidentally injected into an artery on the nose, which like I said, they're everywhere, there's no safe zone, it could and has blocked blood flow to the eye and blinded people. The injectors who tell you it's a safe area likely haven't done a cadaver class and seen for their own eyes just how many arteries there are everywhere. There isn't a safe place to inject the nose, and to me, the risk is not worth the reward. Yeah, your nose may look amazing, but if you're blind, you're not going to see it anyways. Okay, I'm off that soapbox. In general, fillers are very, very safe when used properly. Bruising, swelling, and lumps are all normal. The lips usually bruise and swell the most. I always tell patients not to judge them for a week, maybe even two. Swelling is often asymmetrical, which is normal but annoying. It takes three to four weeks for the filler really to start to integrate into your own tissue. After that, just like the Botox, we have a complimentary follow-up, and if there are any asymmetries at that time, they're touched up. One thing you'll hear on Instagram or maybe through friends is, oh, let's go split a syringe, or I'll use half now, half later. I don't do that at all. It's just not safe. So filler comes from the manufacturer in one milliliter. Only one filler comes from the manufacturer in a half syringe, which is a tenth of a teaspoon, and it's the softest filler we have. So if you're somebody who's not sure if you want lip filler or you don't want really volume, you just want to smooth them out, that's the choice for you. Otherwise, most people really go for the full syringe because with half syringe, they like the swelling and then the swelling goes down. They're like, oh shoot, I should have done more. I never save syringes. It's a recipe for disaster and bacteria growth. Every filler comes in a sealed and sterile syringe and it's opened right in front of you, used. Always find somewhere to put the filler. So the danger of filler, the most dangerous thing that could happen with filler is it could kind of like we were talking about the nose, inadvertently be injected into a vein or an artery and affect blood flow. If that happened, we flood the area with the dissolving enzyme and re-inject a later date. You have to remember that filler injections are medical procedures, so there are risks. If you can't tolerate swelling, bruising, temporary bumps, or some downtime, fillers probably aren't for you. Some other areas filler can be used besides the lips, cheeks and under eye hollows are to make a chin more prominent, to sharpen the jawline, to decrease deep facial creases, lines, and wrinkles, to soften the appearance of recessed scars like from acne or chicken pox, to add volume to the back of the hands, to add support to saggy earlobes. I love that one. And there are just a bunch of other things too. Those are the most common. So when you come in, I'll give you realistic expectations and let you know what's possible and what isn't. You can hop over to Instagram at Colorado Beauty RN to see a ton of before and after images from filler patients, just to give you an idea of what to expect. The three most important things to remember about today's episode are number one, fillers are used to lift, plump, and smooth. Number two, fillers typically last one to two years, depending on where we put it and what product we use. And number three, you do see the results right away, but expect some downtime, a few days of swelling and some bruising, especially if you have your lips done. Today's FAQ is 
Why do some Hollywood people and people I see walking around look crazy with fillers? This is such an interesting topic to me and a very multifaceted issue. I think a lot of these women have characteristics of body dysmorphia and they tend to hyper-focus on a little line or perceived flaw that most of us don't even see. Sometimes these women may shop hop around and find someone who will do what they want, even though it's not in their best interest, or it could be the wrong product injected in the wrong location or the wrong quantity. My ultimate goal is to increase confidence and help you look and feel your best. That way you can spend your mental energy on the things that are most important to you, your family, friends, work, what brings you joy. I tell patients, nope, that's not a good idea, or I won't do that when they want more, more, more. I gently try to help them see that more injections aren't going to solve all their problems. Softly suggest maybe talking to a mental health professional. Sometimes that's successful, and sometimes they go somewhere else where the person will inject exactly what they want, even though they don't need it. Thing is, we're not supposed to look 20 when we're 40. Babies have smile and laugh lines, and lines are normal. I think this industry is trying to figure out how to help women feel confident as they age, which is happening daily, whether we like it or not, while embracing who they are. Anyways, I hope that answers that question. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode three, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Colorado Beauty RN Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take just one moment to leave a review on iTunes. Click subscribe to get the latest episodes sent directly to you.